pops on, singing to that always song. Got a little nice smile, that kind of drives you out. Nothing like playing with fire, and brings boy to life. Be with a few as you like, be a good dynamite. Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for this 11th day of August 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com today and get the best, or 20% off the best in uh, men's skincare. Uh, also, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all their great articles and other podcasts, such as uh, as the, the Corner Booth podcast and one of my favorites in the uh, Crap Brood Sports Podcast. Those guys are always up for a good time over there at the Craft Brood Sports Podcast. Make sure you give them a listen. And thank you very much for making us a part of your day each and every day from 1420 World Headquarters. Like I said, part of the Belly Up Media Network. Uh, last night when Dave and I were recording the uh, the latest and greatest edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, we started talking about the uh, the 92 and 93 Blue Jays. Obviously, we're a little bit biased being from up here in Canada, and we uh, got to watch them a lot, obviously, because it was before the days of streaming and everything else that's going on with the world of sports. Now, how you can see every game all the time, no matter what, if you uh, pay the, the right money or if you have some sort of a, uh, a crooked deal, backhanded deal. But back then, uh, in Canada, 92, 93, if you, uh, if you didn't know who the Toronto Blue Jays were, if you uh, even if you aren't a baseball fan, the Jays were the, one of the greatest teams in baseball history, in our opinion. Yeah, you could you could uh, find TBS or WGN to see the the Atlanta Braves or the Chicago Cubs if you weren't a uh, if you didn't want to watch the Jays. But the Jays were on TSN back then, and they were on all the time, all all over everywhere. The they were setting attendance records at the Sky Dome. It was only about two years old at that point. I think it opened in 1990, I believe. But not 92, they put over four million people in that building in Toronto, and it was one of those teams that they just put everything together and had it right, and they, they were one of the greatest baseball teams that I can think of in uh, that that I've seen that, that I've obviously seen uh, seen play. I'm not going to include the 1927 uh, Murderer's Row New York Yankees. I'm not going to include the uh, the big red machine in the uh, early 70s because I wasn't uh, I was uh, not even I wasn't even born when the, when those teams were going on. I know I'm old and everything, but I'm not that old. But uh, the thing is that the, those Jays teams we we got to see them a lot, and they were a very very good baseball team. Like I said, probably the greatest team that I've seen play play live. And I'm going to even include the the 98 Yankees. We won 114 or 115 games that season uh, in ni- 1998, and it's con- widely considered to be one of the, the greatest baseball teams of all time.
time. But that record is kind of skewed a little bit because they had a uh, a team in their division called the the, the, the expansion Tampa Rays that year, and Tampa uh, lost a hundred games that year. And I think the Yankees went eleven and one. Yeah, you can only uh, play who's in front of you, and that and the Yankees uh, you can only beat who's in front of you. And the Yankees took uh, took short order of the, the Tampa Bay Rays that year and took advantage of that. But that those those Jays teams that's uh, ninety two. I think they won ninety six games, and in ninety three they won ninety five games. And the lineups themselves were uh, were all star lineups, all star teams right through and through with their not only their their the uh, the offense that they had, but their pitching staff and the the relievers and right up right up through the lineup they were great. Cito Gaston was the right kind of manager for that kind of a ball club. You have to manage. Uh, you have to manage attitudes. You have to manage um, personalities a lot. It has a lot to do with it. Cito Gaston, like his calm demeanor, kind of reminds me a lot of how um, Joe Torre was with those great Yankee teams. Very easygoing. Wouldn't say much, but when it was, was time to get get guys going and time time to maybe say something to an umpire or get things going, they uh, Cito Gaston and Joe Torrey were kind of one and the same, the way they, their, their demeanor on and off the field and in, in the clubhouse and in the dugout. It was uh, quite a quite a, a pleasure to watch those guys and Cito uh, Gaston and Joe Torrey. Uh, they're, they're, they're easygoing, uh, even the way they talk with the media are very comparable. And that's why I, kind of, I really like those those Jays teams back then. Yeah, I mean, you can see all the crap behind me, uh, all the Yankee stuff that I got going on here. But you uh, obviously they, those those Yankee teams were, were, were great in the, in the 90s and in the 2000s. But that those two Jays teams, yeah, they understand spent a lot of money and people forget they had the highest payroll in, in baseball at that point with the, uh, the with the with the uh, wham code that they had and the guys that they had in the future that were uh, on those lineups but they 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 had the right combination of young and old right through those lineups, and they had some pitchers. Yeah, they they had a, a Tom Hankey. That's that's how it came up last night was Tom Hankey and the Who Is Better segment. Uh, but you had you had a, to, a, a reliever in Tom Hankey, and every team is built around your closer. If you don't have a closer, you don't have a team. In those two years, the Toronto Blue Jays, like I said, they had Tom Hankey, and then they had Dwayne Ward. The second year, they won the World Series in '93. And when you were your court, when you're uh, when your cornerstones of your franchise are, are, are your, your pitching staff and then the guys to, to finish games off, uh, or you can put them out night in, night out at Alamarion Rivera for those Yankee teams, you have your you have yourself a very good chance of winning year in, year out and doing some damage night in, night out. And that's what those those uh, those Yankee teams and then those Jays teams that we're talking about, that's what they, they always seem to do no matter what. You look at that lineup that they had there in Toronto. Uh, we'll talk about the 92 team first, but Whamco, everybody knows if, if, you're, if you're Canadian who uh, Whamco is, was... Uh, Devon White, Roberto Alomar, Paul Molitor, Joe Carter, John Olerud, and then you throw in you throw in a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was in the twilight of his career at that point. In Dave Winfield, that's uh, six guys out of nine who hit the ball a little bit, and uh, they got they had it going on on a nightly basis. And you throw in a, a very serviceable catcher with Pat Borders, not a great catcher. He's a, he's a really good catch. He didn't hit hit very much, but he's a very good catcher. Not a Hall of Fame guy by any means. And then uh, Kelly Gruber at third base. You had yourself one hell of a baseball team, and that's what they were. And it's uh, quite a surprise that they didn't do a little bit of damage the years before, but the, uh, they always kept running in to those really strong Oakland teams in 1990 and 91 with Canseco and, and uh, Dave Stewart on the mound. And then you had uh, Mark McGuire and Ricky Henderson and on and on it goes, obviously, with those great Oakland teams of, of the uh, late 80s and 90s. But the, the Jays finally put it together in 1992. Uh, they went out and got some pitching, and it, that had seemed to put them over the hump. You know, then the next year in 1993, when they went and added uh, the greatest baseball player, in my opinion, to ever play the game in Slick Rick Henderson, and then they, they improved their uh, – at shortstop, they, they went and got uh, Tony Fernandez, I think, for the third or fourth time. He ended up hitting 300 when he came back for the Jays that year. And a very good defense, defensive shortstop, probably one of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, and then you have 
Alomar up the middle, who is the best second baseman I've ever seen. You have those two guys in the up the middle, and you're not going to lose many ball games. And that's what they did. They uh, they had a very successful run, obviously, but those teams and those lineups were were second to none in baseball. And you I, you go back, you know, to 30 years now. It's it's been it's crazy. It's been 30 years, but you go back 30 years. There hasn't been many baseball teams in that in that span, and even before that, that that would match the the, the intensity would match the uh, the the lineup through and through that the Toronto. Blue Jays had back then. It's a uh, remarkable that that they were. Well, it's two but ninety four. Obviously, there was a strike here, and then uh, guys got a little bit long in the tooth and retired, and people move on and everything else. But those teams out of Toronto, you you'd be hard pressed for me to to think of any other baseball team that would would match those guys. The speed of Alomar, the greatest second baseman of all time, in my opinion, or that that I seen. Obviously, that that I've seen. Let's not go back and, and and at me about that. But the greatest second baseman I ever seen. Yeah, he got in some trouble uh, in the recent years with the Toronto Blue Jays and whatever happened there. Some sexual abuse and assaults and and, and the like. We won't get into that. But uh, the way he played the game and in that home run that he hit off Eckersley on a, on a Sunday afternoon uh, in in October uh, in the in the ALCS in Oakland. It was unbelievable to watch him doing the the chop or the hammer or whatever he was doing when he hit that home run. No, he threw his hands in the air. That's what it was. Uh, one of the greatest home runs. In Blue Jays history, uh, it ranks up there with the uh, Bautista home run. Obviously, the Bautista home runs, and they're honoring him tomorrow. Tomorrow night, I think it is in Toronto, and he's making the, the Ring of Honor there uh, in, uh, in in Toronto for the Jays. Bautista, that bat flip, I didn't like that very much when he did it. I was a baseball purist and no fun, get off my get off my lawn kind of guy. But then you look back at the emotion of that game and how Bautista hit that home run. I think without the crazy seventh inning, I think it was. It was a it was a great moment in, in baseball history. But let's get back to the Alomar home run. <laughs> that really catapulted them into into serious. Uh, okay, these guys are for real. They're going to do it this year because everybody always had their doubts that, that they couldn't get by Oakland. They couldn't win the big one. Then then Alomar he he got it done that night or that afternoon in Oakland. And it's one of, like I said one of the greatest home runs in Blue Jays history, if not the greatest home run in Blue Jays history. For me, I guess you have the the Joe Carter one to win the game, but uh, they're probably going to win that game anyways. A guy on base in the in extra innings, but yeah, he still still did it right. But uh, no, it's it's fun to think about those teams. And, you know, hot beating the Oakland A's that year and then beating a powerhouse Atlanta Braves team who should have won a bunch of World Series in, in, in the 90s with that pitching staff with Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox and, and the like and everything they had going for them. How they didn't win, win more, more World Series in the 90s. Yeah, I guess they ran into the Jays and then they ran into the Yankees on, and, and so it goes, right? But yeah, you wonder how how many they, they would have won, but they, they didn't. It's one of those things. But for, for, So for the Jays to beat uh, that powerhouse Atlanta team, that powerhouse Oakland team, and then the next year they played a Chicago White Sox team in the ALCS with an even stronger team with, with Ricky Henry Anderson, like I said, and then a World Series victory over the uh, the bad boys of baseball back then, the Philadelphia Phillies. It was a really fun time to be a baseball fan here in Canada, and uh, people really forget. Maybe it's because they you Canadian bias a little bit, like I said. But people down in the states, uh, they didn't get to uh, they didn't get the same influx that we had of uh, getting inundated minute by minute, hour by hour, in every newspaper, every everything. It was, it was always Blue Jays all the time, right? Because they were our only team here in Canada. They got a, a thirty five million, well, thirty million, whatever it is in Canada now, but they had a 30 million person fan base, probably one of the biggest fan bases in baseball, right? One of those things. So yeah, everybody was on, on the backs of that. And it was a fun time to be a, a baseball fan, not, not just a, a Blue Jays fan, but a baseball fan here in Canada. And those, those teams will always be held in high regard. Uh, John Olerud chasing 400 that year. You had, you had the home run chase on and on. It went, those teams were great. They, they uh, were very personal. Kelly Gruber was a fun guy to have on your, on your baseball team in 92. Uh, the, the grid of Pat borders behind the plate, 
the pitching staff in 93, when they, they, had, they added Dave Stewart, a uh, Hall of Fame guy, they added him to, to the lineup, and he was unbelievable. You got And remember Dave Wells, he was a guy out of the bullpen in 92. So all those guys combined. And then you had uh, Juan Guzman, number 66, who'd never lose, and his Jerry Curl hairdo and the whole bit. Like, those those teams were were something else. I, I don't I don't want to compare them because I think the, the Yankees pitching staff in 98 was better. But I, I, offensively, you'd be hard-pressed to to say that the, the 98 to Yankees were better than the 92 93 Blue Jays, in my opinion. Yes, the pitching staff, like I just said, was better, but the 98, uh, the 98 Yankees, they were they were powerhouse. Those 92, 93 teams, they were something to something to behold on, on a nightly basis. The uh, Jack Morris, Jimmy Key, the, the pitching staff, Juan Guzman, Todd Sotomayor, Dave Steve, uh, just uh, all stars up and up and down the lineup, coming out of the uh, coming out night in night out to win 96 games, which is tough to do in, in that American League East back then. It wasn't great, but it was still very very tough to do. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun time to be a baseball fan here in Canada. It was a, it really kind of got things on the, on the blocks for the Jays. They haven't done anything since, but there was a lot of years back then, like 85, they went to the, uh, uh, American League playoffs and got beaten in 87. They, they lost on the last day of the season to the Tigers. I could have those backwards, bass backwards or whatever it is, but you just remember the days in the old exhibition uh, exhibition stadium where they wasn't really a ballpark and then they had they didn't really have major look, looking uniforms, but when they, when they went to the Sky Dome, things changed quite a bit for that franchise and, and for the for baseball in Canada. People thought, hey, this is our team. They're a real baseball team in a real stadium, state-of-the-art stadium that they haven't replicated since, and now they're doing a bunch of rentals there, but it's fun People talk about how great the uh, the Sky Dome was back then, and nobody even tried to build the Yanks. They're like, "Oh, this is a pain in the ass. We don't need anything like that." But you know, being a being a baseball fan back then, like I said, it was something to behold and something to see, and it was always great to. Uh, to uh, to get a chance to watch those teams, and you go back and, and through your own memory, maybe they, uh, your memory gets skewed a little bit because everything's always better twenty and thirty years later. But you uh, remember the, the joy of the, of those teams. You remember where you were. Those where you were where you moments in Canadian sports history that uh, everybody who was uh, my age or or right around this vintage that they remember for sure where they were, what what happened with, on those two World Series uh, championships that we uh, got brought back to Canada for the first and only time so far. And then you remember all the uh, the negative stigma that they had in Atlanta when the uh, the Canadian not the Canadian flag was uh, up, put up uh, on the uh, the soldiers who come on the field the, the flag was upside down the whole bit so there's a little bit of outrage throughout Canada it's like as mad as Canadians get about that kind of stuff we we tend to let that stuff uh, water off the old ducks back I guess we don't get too worried about that kind of stuff but it's uh, like I said it was it's fun to think about those things me and Dave start talking about the who was better last night and uh, so we had had a few laughs and reminiscing about those teams and the the greatness that they have because you you'd be hard pressed to see anybody better than Whamco, uh, one to five. And then, you had, like I said, add Ricky Henderson and you have a, you have a, a Dave Winfield Hall of Fame guy on the back end uh, hitting it as a DH in the 92 World Series. Uh, Molitor was great in the, in the playoffs. Another Hall of Fame guy. Uh, I think he won the MVP the second year too. Uh, just unbelievable to watch. And the, like I said, the pitching staffs that they had over the years and uh, Tom Hankin, David Wells, Dwayne Ward, Pat Hankin coming out of the bullpen. Uh, just, just phenomenal, phenomenal teams. The best that money could buy, obviously. They had the highest payroll people tend tend to forget that i had a, a quite the conversation once with a guy outside of a uh, outside of a uh, drinking establishment once and he was talking about the yankees how they always buy world series and i asked him what uh, what his uh, favorite team was he said he was a blue jays guy and he, he says they, they've never had 
the they didn't buy a World Series. Said, well, actually, they actually had the highest payroll in baseball when they won the World Series in 1993. So that kind of shut him up pretty quick. But anyways, there's my little talk today for the, uh, the the World Series. Yeah, it's fun to watch those old videos. You pull them up on YouTube and the the the, the grainy images and everything else. But it's uh, you get past all that and the uh, the memories are full back. And that's one of the great things about baseball is you can watch those games and uh, the speed of the game. It, it, it looks the same. Like the game looks the same. Like compared to hockey and football, um, the game the games don't look the same compared to what they were 30 years ago. Whereas baseball, you can see it's, it's still the same game, right? It's still played between the lines. There's four bases on. But hockey sells two nets. I, I get it, but it's just it's just a different looking game when you got football and and, and hockey compared to what baseball is. Baseball looks basically looks the same uh, no matter what. Yeah, it's flashier on the on high def and everything else, but it's the same game. And it's really fun to watch those things. Anyways, here's uh here's our a talk from our friends at uh, Caldera Labs. Caldera Lab, uh, summer is here, guys. And as, as the sun shines brighter, your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared for the season ahead. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Their products are clinically proven and help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Confidence and an impeccable first impression this summer is on the horizon. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution trusted by countless men Use code 1420LAB at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Uh, Caldera allows me with top-tier ingredients is a great addition to your daily routine, taking less than a minute morning and night here to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Enjoy being the butt of everyone's joke this summer by getting uh, joining Skin Royalty with Caldera Lab. Get 20% off uh, by using our code. 1420lab at calderalab.com and save yourself yeah, 20% off and elevate your skincare game this summer. Thank you very much to our friends at Caldera Lab for sponsoring the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. We appreciate all the support. Make sure you guys go out there and, and get uh, get some skin protection because it, it does work. It's done wonders for my skin. I've never been a skincare guy before, but I am now and it's uh, something like I got to re-up my uh, my subscription and get some more stuff, uh, get some more product uh, sent my way. Anyways, we'll wrap things up. A little bit of Brent's best bet brought to you by our friends at Bodog. Uh, make make sure you make a play today at Bodog. Uh, Brent's best bet brought to you by Bodog. Uh, make a play today at Bodog. Take the Toronto Blue Jays at home tonight over Chicago Cubs to hang on to that last wild card spot in the American League. Next, the resurgent Philadelphia Phillies. Winners of two in a row. They got a no-hitter on, on uh, Wednesday night, I think it was. And then they, they went two in a row and seven of the last ten. Take them to beat the Twins at home tonight. And to cap things off, take the Cincinnati Reds to get out of their recent slide on the road tonight in Pittsburgh and keep pace in the National League wildcard race. Reds been tough ever since the uh, the trade deadline. They've been two and eight in the last ten. Hasn't been very very good for the Reds. They're only a game out of the uh, wild card spot. Hopefully they keep going. Pick them tonight over Pittsburgh. Uh, put down twenty bucks and get yourself eighty three dollars and seventy cents tonight at Bodog. Make a play by clicking on our personalized link and get a four hundred dollars sign up bonus uh, today. Remember, if you're going to play, be sure to play responsibly and make a play today at 
Bodog. Yeah, it'll be up in the show's notes, the link there, and you can get a sign-up bonus and, uh, and the like. But anyways, thanks very much for listening to the show today. If you were watching for a little bit here on, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or wherever you're watching, thank you very much. Uh, make sure you guys talk to uh, listen to our 1420 podcast. It should be out later on today, the recording from last night. And then uh, make sure you talk to other people about the show. Spread the good word of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast because we appreciate all the support that you've given us. And we are one week away from our, uh, our three-year anniversary. Crazy. We've been doing this for three years. But anyways, things have come a long way since we started with a recording on a phone kind of deal. So it's a lot different than it was three years ago. A lot of fun still. We enjoy putting these out for you guys every day. Anyways, uh, thank you very much for listening, like I said. And uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.